0: Howdy friends, this is Marcus Smith, welcoming you back to the Founders Forge podcast. Today, we are doing a feed drop from a podcast that I was a guest on a little while ago. I joined Nick Hughes on the Founders Live podcast to talk about the experience creating Founders Forge and all of the different background and fun that goes with that. Hopefully, there's some insightful information there, and please do go check out Founders Live and tell them Marcus sent you. For now, sit back and enjoy my interview with Nick. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome to the Founders Live podcast, where we tell unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship from all around the world. I am Nick Hughes. I am the founder and CEO of Founders Live. And today we have a really great guest um, that, more importantly, he not only is a a founder, he's a member of Founders Live, but he also, almost in a meta way, has his own podcast as well, and we're going to really talk a lot about that today. We have Marcus Smith of Axon Collective. He uh, comes out of the Philly area, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Marcus, welcome to the podcast.
0: Glad to be here. Uh, fun being on this side of the mic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know,
1: maybe maybe we can turn. We might turn the tables a little bit in this conversation. So we'll see where it goes. But you know, Marcus, um, so cool for you to join. And uh, you know, um, you know, to be honest, uh, we, you uh, the the origination of this conversation was really uh, seeing you on Founders Live, and you know, we started to see that you were you know sharing your podcast episodes and. You know, and in, in the end, uh, you know, it came to my mind. I was like, man, this guy. Like, I think we'd have a great conversation about not just what you're working on, but even about how you are approaching your podcast. Because there are definitely people listening to this that are maybe interested in in creating their own podcast. So yeah. we're gonna go go down that road. But you know, first and foremost, uh, I would like you to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bit of background and bio. You know, who is Marcus Smith?
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, I I like to say I'm a software engineer by trade and an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, And I started my career in the defense industry, graduated with a software engineering degree. And that's actually where I met my co-founders and all this really kind of started. So initially I was planning to like take five, 10 years in industry and then go start my own thing in automation. That's where I'm like, I was super passionate about, but As I connected with these guys, we started talking about innovating together, and then we started talking about innovation as part of the entrepreneurial journey and the fact that a lot of entrepreneurs don't have access to good innovators who can execute on ideas. And so we were like, well, let's not just do it ourselves, but let's help other people. And then we started recognizing that innovation and, and engineering talent is one of many things that entrepreneurs often don't have access to. And so we kind of made it our meta goal to curate connections between entrepreneurs and the resources and service providers that they need. And that's how I got into where I am. But I've always been super entrepreneurial. I knew that I wanted to be in entrepreneurship since a a very young age. Um, And this just happens to be the path that I got here and probably continue to be doing it for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, that's, that's so cool. And, you know, my, my path is slightly similar. What I want to do is uh, pull it back a little bit. And, you know, let's go back to what you mentioned. And I guess the question is really around, if you were interested in entrepreneurship at a uh, slightly younger age, why? What was that interest and what pulled you in the direction?
0: Yeah, I think I've always been very, like, inventive and innovative and I love that part, the creation part of entrepreneurship. And so at a young age, I was always coming up with these ideas. You know, I designed a hoverboard and whatnot else, but I also loved the connection piece of of interaction and leadership. I was groomed as a leader through my uh, youth and into college. And I think just seeing those overlap and then also seeing that I'm a very just independent individual who wants to see the world the way, you know, be the way that I want it to be, uh, going and starting my own ventures and, and being my own boss to some degree was, in my mind, the best way to make the world the way I think it should be um, and, and to make the world a better place through innovation and technology, these things that I'm passionate about.
1: Right. And did you know at that time that it Is quite difficult.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. If I did, I don't don't know if I would be where I am now. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, me neither. You know. And
1: and and not. We're not sitting here saying it's impossible and and it's 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 hard. You know. But the reality is, um, I think the flip side to what you're saying is, you know, yes, it's great to be your own boss. It's great to understand. Hey, I want to lead this team and I want to take the. the the bull by the horns, and and, and go make this thing happen. The downside of that is that you literally are figuring it out on literally like, as you go, you're figuring it out, and you don't have the answers. There is a lot of things where you do not have the answers in front of you. And your goal is to go figure those out over the next, you know, weeks and months and years. So, um, you know, how do you handle that when it's like, uh, I've never come across this challenge before.
0: Honestly, I think a big piece of it is just being naturally a learner, loving, learning new things. That's also kind of a thread from my childhood. My dad was doing his doctoral dissertation when we were growing up as kids. So that like learning piece is just something that's been natural for us. And I know a lot of people aren't necessarily that way, but To me everything that's like a new challenge besides that it's like a new puzzle to solve um a new way to to create something new a a solution it's also an opportunity to expand myself and my knowledge and understanding so there are definitely days when it's like a slog when you're like man i need to learn this now um i really wish i didn't have to um but most of the time it's like oh this is a great way for me to see the world in a different way because with every new challenge, uh, whether it's a different business function that you need to understand or manage, like marketing or something like that, or if it's interpersonal stuff, it's still, it's giving you a different perspective on the world, which I think is, you know, I love stories, I love perspective, and I, I think that's a key piece of entrepreneurship. hmm
1: And as you go through that process, um, is there, there's so many things you could probably pick out that you, you think are like, kind of little hacks or you know even just tips and learnings but let's go with two uh, that come to mind right now that you've learned that really help make your entrepreneurial path uh, clearer or you know that help you along the way you know so what you know maybe pieces of advice that you could tell earlier stage entrepreneurs based on your path thus far
0: yeah I think number one is find people who are smarter than you not necessarily even to work for you which everyone says like you know, you should replace your yourself in in different positions, but find people who are smarter than you that can just tell you how the world is and, and show you. I've had a business mentor since college. Um, I've had other mentors before that, you know, some people say you need to go get like a, a business coach. Um, not every entrepreneur, you know, does that fit for, but you can at least hopefully find somebody who's been down the road a little bit longer than you have. And, and they'll give perspective that, um, Sometimes will be like, I failed in this way. Don't do this. It's a bad decision. Um, and sometimes it's even them processing through their own business, especially if they are still actively, uh, you know, working and getting to glean some of their learnings as they're learning it along the way too. So finding other people who are smarter than you, for sure. Finding whatever way to consume content that works for you. Some people, the ability to just like sit back and read a book is, is super relaxing in a way for them to, to disconnect and decompress. Go do that. There are, you know, so many resources out there that you can learn from, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, like, you know, venture deals, fabulous book, something that everyone should learn. And that'll teach you things that you would have to learn the hard way if you didn't read it. Uh, or podcasts, like, you know, we're talking about now, or other things. There are so many ways that you can consume knowledge and understanding so that you don't have to do it the hard way. And I, I think that's a key piece.
1: Mm, yeah, those are two great thoughts, uh, team and learning, basically having a learning mentality and a learning, a student mentality of the path in the life of entrepreneurship. Uh, yep. it's, um, you know, so it's very, very important. Um, so I want, you know, slight shift here into, you know, how question is, how, how did you discover Founders Live and come into our uh, ecosystem? Just curious.
0: Yeah, I connected with, I think, one of the team members through another founder event. And she's like, hey, check this out. You know, I'll add you in and get connected here. I'm always, and this maybe would be another thing that I would suggest for entrepreneurs is finding community and communities is like super valuable, super important, because those are your network, those are your connections, those are the people that will bring opportunity onto your table, and that may be able to solve the problems that you're running into, so, you know, I I spread myself across a lot of different networks and communities, and and just happen to connect to Founders Live through someone I connected with uh, through those communities.
1: Oh, got it, yeah, I think i know who you're talking about um yeah. you know one of our team members allison she's mm-hmm. she's great and so um so then you you just started it was great yeah you, you you know frequently just share your podcast which i actually think is so cool and um so let's dive into that uh first yeah. off tell us a little more about the podcast and then what i would like to do is then really go into, you know, how you approached it, you know, the, some lessons you've learned and and really just like the experience of building, you know, launching and growing a podcast, but tell us more about your approach into your podcast.
0: Yeah. So kind of the decision process that happened was initially I was just, I, I've always been like, Hey, we should start a podcast on like bazillion different things just because I really enjoy talking about stuff and sharing it with other people. But the kind of catalyst point was one of our collaborators was like, hey, I, you know, he does public speaking. He's like, I would really enjoy doing a podcast. I really love stories. And you know, I was like, hey, I've been thinking about doing this thing for a while. Would you be interested? And the goal was basically like a threefold thing. First off, it's just like a, self, like a self-betterment thing where being on a podcast gives you skills and teaches you things. That you otherwise wouldn't have and especially like for me i'm not going out and doing a bunch of you know pitches for my business because that's just not where our business is and so just the public speaking piece is something that is it's a skill that you need to continue to hone and so there's like that and then the reality that you know we are in this to help entrepreneurs learn and grow and being able to share other entrepreneurs stories and and draw out key learnings kind of like I would do if I was sitting down with my mentor is something that you know to some degree is just a skill that I've I've gleaned but also something that I can apply to providing value to other entrepreneurs as they're going down this path as well and it also in the same time acts as a pedestal for the entrepreneurs that are in the process and that's that's our focus is like we want to talk to entrepreneurs who haven't made it, you know, maybe they've made it to some degree somewhere, but these aren't, you know, your, uh, how I built this billion dollar entrepreneurs. This is like Joe Blow over here who started a brick and mortar store and is working through all the learnings, right? And so the idea was let's take some of those learnings and let it be communal um, and, and be shared. And we ultimately jumped on it because I had a guy who was willing to share some of the load and we thought it would be beneficial for entrepreneurs and also gives us more uh, opportunity to talk in the space, to learn ourselves from other entrepreneurs and, and to share our, our learning and our expertise as well.
1: Hmm. Well, and you're
0: absolutely right. And you know, what
1: I, what I tell, uh, f- founders and entrepreneurs is this falls into the bucket of, um, and I'm using air quotes here and, I don't, ne- I don't necessarily think that, I don't know if this is like the term that we want to talk about, but like the personal brand uh, or mm. even the, the building of the voice of not only you as a per- like the, the personal brand, but also maybe the, the brand of the company. And, you know, a podcast is uh, another avenue to build the voice. And, and you, know, you know, I'm using that not as like my voice voice, the tone of my voice. I'm using it as like, what is the collection of, the voice of the brand and especially the leaders here mm-hmm. and in today's world, like you as a, fa- a founder and someone that does at some point, you want to kind of stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Uh, you got to figure out a way to do that. And and so podcasts are an, a tremendously great way to, you know, really start to build out that. What is the voice of our brand and, and our, our leaders? Exactly. And, y- and you know what I love about it is uh, cause you know, for, and so now we're going to go into some inside stuff, everyone that's listening, you know. So, um, you know, for Founders Live, basically Fridays are the days that I do, you know, I have two spots on Fridays for podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, and so literally every week I'm having two conversations each week and they're, they're filled up always. And so it's like repetition, right? And, yeah. and so through repetition, you start to actually develop these skills and you start to develop like how you go about um you know talking and interviewing and you develop like so the voice happens right so i, I think it's just a beautiful thing when you get into that rhythm it you start to see improvement
0: oh, uh, sure. so
1: so tell us yeah let's walk through your experience uh actually launching and then starting to figure out okay what's the rhythm we're doing here how are we going to go about it so walk us through that
0: yeah so we we Really, we talked to, the first thing I did was go and talk to a bunch of people I know who podcasted or, or connections um, who, like, taught about podcasting. And so that, again, talk, going back to the learning from other people, right, uh, gleaned that information to be able to kind of know the right way to go about it. And one of the guys was like, you just got to do it. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just do it. And so the first, I don't know, four episodes aren't, you know, we didn't release them because it was just me and my co-host and one of my co-founders and like one of our other collaborators interviewing each other and going through that process. Podcasts are gonna be different if it's an interview-based podcast like this, or if it's just, you know, a monologue or if it's a dialogue between two similar co-hosts. So that initial practice piece really helped us start getting that stride And then after a few times, we're like, okay, I think, I think we have an idea what this looks like. And that's when we brought on our first official guest. And we chose someone who we knew was going to be really good at that dialogue piece and understood speaking and, and, and cadence and whatnot, which gave a really good real, like first round that gave us the confidence to keep going. Right. And so the first thing was just jumping into it. And then as we went along, we developed that cadence between co-hosts and we started realizing, oh, we should probably utilize certain tools to help us along the path. So I, every time now, I don't, we don't do scripted podcasts. We just have like an outline and then we have certain points. And then there are certain pieces that are scripted like our intros and outros are scripted because we recognized This is somewhere, first off, that we can create consistency, but also somewhere where we can avoid the fumbling around with a rote statement because the rest of it's dialogue, which is a lot easier to do. So it was through kind of those first initial things we started realizing what we could and couldn't do and needed to do to to make it better. And then it's just kind of been a continued refining process as, as we go along. And of course, because it's interviews, everyone's different. And we start seeing like, oh, maybe we should treat this type of situation different depending on who we're, who we're interviewing. But yeah, it was a lot of just jumping in, trying stuff out, practicing, and ultimately putting something out there to, to see how it went.
1: Yeah, that's great. I, I I identify exactly with what you just said. And what's, what's so crazy about my situation and and for the founders live podcast is look um historically and you know if anyone wants to do some fun youtube searching uh (laughs) if you actually if you search founders raw um Hmm. i actually uh let's see in 20 it was like 2011 2012 that time frame um Uh i was actually like like I had a, a friend that actually ended up, I hired him as a videographer. He was pretty good. And so we were shooting like well-produced video interviews, uh-huh. like literally well-produced. And then we would clip them up into short segments. And this was like in 2012, I would like sit down with <laughs> founders in in Seattle where I were, you know, living and um, like, I had I had been doing high, pretty highly produced, well put together video interview conversations, and I hadn't had a podcast. And like a couple, like you know, um, a few years into Founders Live, people are like, "Why do you not? Like, why is there no podcast?" And I was stuck on this. Like, I didn't know what where where to start. And mm-hmm. I was like, "I don't have time. I don't know where to start. Like, how? What? What? What do you use?" And I'm telling people right now and you just said it earlier you just get started and yeah. you know like there are tools out there now like i see that you got you, you use anchor
0: yep right you use anchor Makes so everything so easy
1: <laughs> yeah look anchor is like plug and play everyone like it's easy right you, like you, you literally just need to start having conversations and yes clearly have some forethought of like what's this gonna be about What is like, how do we approach our conversations? You know, you do have to have some structure, but it literally took like a few years. And then especially there was about, there was about six months to a year where I was just dragging my feet and, you know, it sucks because like, we just lost time on that. But, you know, we, we got the founders live podcast started and, and, um, you know, really just things are, I, I couldn't even imagine my life now without these weekly conversations and you know as you all know you know listening you know we we talk with a lot of our winners uh, that are from around the world and so I am blessed with incredible like these really cool interview conversations from really amazing entrepreneurs that are all around the world and you know only because I finally was like you know what Nick this you're being (laughs) we're being stupid here let's get it going and it sounds like
0: easy format right it is it
1: is you know um so tell us about you know so you 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 found like you just said hey let's just use anchor because it's easy and so let's go into like what were the tools that you jumped in real quick to uh you know launch and get going with your podcast
0: yeah let me see if i can walk you through kind of uh top to bottom so i i already had a pretty decent studio mic um it's kind of the top of the middle end type of space. It's the road NTUSP. And I, I was using it for voiceovers for product that we were doing for clients and whatnot. But that that was like the one really big investment. Everything else we use is free. So we use Audacity for pulling the audio. So we have our, you know, the mic hooks up to the computer when we pull audio with Audacity. And then we have a backup recording of the video chat we use. So we just use Google Meet for video chats and that allows us to pull audio. We don't do video for ours. And then we encourage the guests to use whatever best setup they can, but a uh, fun trick, the iPhone and just kind of most phones now, no, most top tier phones nowadays have actually really decent mics. And so we'll just, Worst comes to worst, we're like, here, you know, put on your voice memo to record your voice and then, you know, put on headphones to isolate it. And then we're able to get two really clean streams, my stream and their stream, and, you know, my co founder or my co-hosts as well, that we're able to merge together. And we do it with Audacity. Uh, There are some tricks like clapping in and stuff that anyone who does multi-synced podcasts um, will do. And so, and we learned some of these tools from other people. I'd used Audacity for a long time. And then for organization and management, we use Notion, we use Notion for everything, but I created a whole you know, guest podcasting format and, and page structure for our podcast. We use just Google Forms to do like a questionnaire to get information about our, our guests and then we use, yeah, we use Anchor to, to put it out there. And that's, that's really pretty much it. Um, yeah.
1: That's great. No, this is, um, this is so cool. Um, so just to get a little more technical on this um, you, when you use Audacity, what you're doing is you're actually by, with that tool, you are actually getting the uh, independent um, audio tracks. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. So you know, Audacity hooks up to my mic when we're doing the full recording and, and I'll pull that audio track and then we'll get the MP3 either from the video or we'll pull it, you know, or it'll be an M4A if it comes from an iPhone or whatever, and we convert it. And then we put those in Audacity. You can add multiple streams and then you can balance them out so you can make them, you know, quieter or louder to get them to, to sound nice. So especially people who are headphones, listening to podcasts. Don't blow their ears out on one of your your guests, and then um, there it's it's fairly simple. And then we'll we do a little bit of like background clean out and, and whatnot as well, especially on like the guest side. And I, I've <laughs> at one point I like someone burped in the middle of our podcast, and so we, we just like trimmed that out because you know we could. So um, we try to keep it fairly raw. But yeah, like it's um, it's pretty much just get the multiple streams put them together. And Audacity it takes a little bit of audio understanding but not much yeah
1: yeah i'm glad that you went into that uh just because you know even for the founders live podcast you know so we uh as listeners know you know or maybe you don't know but uh what happens is we we actually just kind of start we get say go Uh, i mean we uh count down and uh we start recording and uh there is minimal uh editing and polish uh, after the or essentially the post-production before we yep. publish it. And we, you know, we do that right now just because it's a lot more time efficient to oh, sure. not not spend hours like, oh, like I'm gonna take out that little ripple of a, a noise. Um it's just it is what it is, right? And so for me, you know, one of the things even when you think about Founders Live and we have specific core values that well, you know, one of them is really around what we call respectful authenticity. But in terms of authenticity, you know, hey, look, sometimes they're they're a bit raw and it's cool, and it's fine. So, yeah. you know, that that's our approach. Uh, and it sounds like you do a little more of the polish, which is great. About how many in terms of an episode, if it's let's say an hour-ish, um how What's the ratio of the amount of time that you're going in and working on that episode to get it uh, published?
0: Oh, for uh, for the actual audio cleanup, less, well, than, you, less than an yeah. hour, less than maybe less than a half an hour sometimes, depending. It's really, it's pretty much just pulling the two streams and putting them together. And uh, I have once, yeah, sometimes there's like extra pause or whatever we'll take out, but yeah, it's it's fairly quick. And it's, the thing is, is like you said, you don't have to do that to put a podcast out there and honestly the return on investment if you're spending more time than than we do then unless you're doing some highly produced thing like the you know great npr uh podcast or something the the return on investment is 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 low and, <laughs>
1: well, and it, it's funny that you bring that up because uh i don't you know look everyone podcasts are probably one of the best things you can do but the moment you start your podcast you're experience listening to other podcasts (laughs) it it kind of gets ruined because you're like ah damn it they're like they 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 rap music into theirs and it's cool and they got these transitions and you know like this this American life you know and you're like oh my god you know so you, you can can get jealous pretty quickly but um you know the cool thing is with all these tools now you know it there it not only is there no excuse but it makes it so they've minimized the frustration and the difficulty and they've maximized the fun. And, and that's, that's, what's all about. So uh, what I want to do is take you, this is a like general, um, a general thought on the industry. What do you think, where, where do you think the industry goes in the next three to five years in terms of now we are podcasters. So we kind of have a, a bit of a unique view, but, Um, you know, understanding there's consolidation, you know, the big companies are purchasing uh, the larger platforms. um, But, you know, where do you think the podcasting experience goes if it does change over the handful of next years?
0: Yeah, so I've got I've got some different thoughts. And most of them are just kind of conjecture. Podcasting is only going to get bigger. People are going to continue to look for ways to kind of fill out their life with You know overlapping streams they're you know audio while they're doing something physical or whatever else and podcasts are a really great way to consume content so i think they're only going to become more as that happens there will probably my thought is there will probably be different platforms that do like tighter and tighter filtering on the content that are on there kind of just just like i don't know if you've i don't know if you've heard about like the latest decentralization of Twitter um, conversation. But you know, then there could be different versions of Twitter that are like, kind of curated for for different people. Uh, I think that's probably going to happen down down the road for for podcasting. I because podcasting started as this very decentralized wild west type of thing. I, I imagine that's going to try to stay in its blood. There there are some things that that like has gotten washed out of. And then there are other things where it's, it's hard to kill that. And I kind of see podcasting as like the, you know, Texas of of media content where, you know, it's always been a very wild and free place and will continue to fight to be a wild and free place. Um, And so as far as like the consolidation of these different platforms and the, the like, uh, ownership of different specific podcasts, I think what Joe Rogan joined on with Spotify and then left and whatnot. I think that'll probably be indicative of other future big name podcasts uh, that happen where maybe they they try to go into that platform and, and these platforms do that. But ultimately I think it's gonna potentially swing back into the curated spaces, maybe some new monetization models out there for podcasters. But ultimately I don't think we're gonna see the level of packaging that you had with like cable TV and whatnot, besides the fact that that bundling and unbundling and rebundling is something that continues to, you know, flow in the rest of media. I think podcasting is, is going to be similar. I don't think there's going to be a, a super huge consolidation where you have to pay fifty dollars a month to be able to access most podcasts.
1: Right. A um, couple of thoughts here, just to add some color. Uh, you know, I think what we're seeing with newsletters and um you know um the i'm blanking on the name but Substack uh, stack exactly thank you so much um i just literally in the moment had a yep. had a shit but in what i'm thinking here is that okay look Substack is, is really bringing uh, more organized and, um, you know, the ability to not only have subscription plus like uh, purchasing and, and a um, ability for uh, revenue potential. So uh, maybe with podcasts or something in that direction that can be more organized and centralized, right? And you're kind of yeah. somehow mentioning that. Um, I'm going to throw a kind of wild card out there. <laughs> so. It starts with, I actually just saw, it's called Pod Chaser, And their whole thing is an IMDb for podcasts. Mm, yeah. Now, when you think about that concept, so IMDb basically like for, um, you know, movies and, and, and television and shows, like basically it's, a, you know, obviously a database of um, uh, contextualizing like, hey, who, what actors have been in what movies and here's this cast of XYZ movies. It, it just, you know, it's a database for that oh, yeah. sort of, uh, industry well if you look at like check this thought is actually mind-blowing which is when you think about even the contextual information that is just in this podcast it's all audio and yep. it's not in- indexed at all so when you look at PageRank and basically the web and search engine tr- it transformed entire the entire web around how to find things okay Mm -hmm. so oh my gosh when you look at what would happen if there is a and hopefully it's not google and hopefully they're not (laughs) or zoom you're you might be listening right now but uh whoever's gonna do this Basically, being able to uh, contextually, you know, uh, index what is the information that is being said so that then there is an absolute system that you can go in and basically search and, you know, hey, um, not just like that we wrote on our, you know, podcast page, like this is about yeah. the topic podcast and this is Marcus Smith. <laughs> Like, dude, it's so rudimentary right now. And so, uh, the ability to not only have an IMDb for podcasts, so they say um, uh, building a big tags based database to help people discover shows. But it's just not just the title of that show, it's what is actually the content. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I think once we have that level of uh, intelligence, and you know, that this gets into like, geez, security and data and all that (laughs) stuff. it it I think that shifts the game big time and so it then allows for people like the 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 same amount of you know so when you search Google or you search you have a search engine you're searching something it should pull actually audio clips that are relevant that you could listen to thirty seconds a minute two minutes or the entire episode like that yeah that and that's what I'm excited about
0: the technology you know so that's what, that's what the internet, you know, what we know is the internet is with search engines is with that with text, right? It should be with what we have, you know, technology-wise now for audio processing and even video processing to some degree, we are, you know, to the point where you can do the same type of indexing with audio and you could have a search engine for, for audio as well. And you look at, you know, internet pre-search engine and internet post-search engine, And there's some crazy, you know, some crazy lines you can draw, you know, with SEO and whatnot else for the volume of content, how you find that content and ultimately what content wins out. And it'll probably be fairly similar with the podcasting audio content space that I know there are different people trying to do just audio clips in general treated that way where you can pull them out. You can, you know, subdivide them and share them and do all these things like you can with links in the internet and yeah that's that's not too far away i guess the the, then the question is what does that what does that do to change the way people podcast and just like people you know build pages for seo and i've actually i can't remember what it was i think it was spotify like people make songs and in the name of their song they like put all these keywords to like get to the very top of spotify's relevancy list Same thing, you know, could, could be done for podcasting and who knows, maybe just like at this point, you know, if you want to be competitive on being found in the internet, you have to use good SEO. Maybe in the future, there will be coaches who will say in your podcast, you need to talk about stuff this way and say these words relevant to your topic. If you want to be found, (laughs) who knows? But if we're following existing trends, that's what happened with the, the digital written content that, that we consume would not be yeah. too far off to say that's going to happen with audio as well
1: right and you know i, I think there will be a benefit but also we uh, hopefully we don't have too much of um negative consequences coming from that so we'll, everything we'll has
0: our- a knock-on effect everything <laughs> does
1: i know i know um so what You know, obviously you've, you've, you've gotten this going recently, but what, what would you say the biggest surprises have been thus far? And, you know, just from like, in general, like, you know, what have you, I guess, learned or what are the biggest surprises you've seen uh, with yourself or your guests, like uh, as you've launched this podcast?
0: Yeah. I think conceptually, I understood that like, oh, this is going to like stretch me as a person and give me new skills and, and be a challenge. But specifically being a host on a podcast where you're interacting with someone who doesn't have a script, your brain is going the whole time, just kind of like a, when you're having a conversation with, you know, a love interest or something. You're always thinking about what comes next and what do you say next and stuff. It's it's that on steroids when you're <laughs> when you're podcasting. I don't think I I recognize what that be and also how much I would enjoy that. You know, I I love conversations. I love sharing content with people and and whatnot, but the actual process of interviewing is something that I'd never really had the opportunity to test that skill and see how I liked it. And I actually, I was very surprised. I was like, oh, this is actually quite enjoyable. So that would be something. And as far as podcasting as a whole, I think, you know, in more relevance to other people, the ability to have just an it's really with any content production but the ability to have content that has some topical relevance is actually very very nice when you're talking with someone and you know my business is talking about entrepreneurship with people and to be able to be like oh you need to go listen to this episode of our podcast because mm-hmm. mike talked about that in in his in in our interview like you want to know this go there and to be able to have a reference point versus have to sit down for 20 minutes explaining a concept to somebody like it's fabulous and so anyone who's going to be podcasting ideally is podcasting about something they know and care about and now they're actually being able to create a content log of things that when they have those conversations they can point people towards instead of just you know take you know a long time to explain or, or to, to share and dialogue about so i think that's also just a happy happy realization i had as as we started doing the podcast
1: Uh, that's perfect yeah i i know exactly what you're saying about it it is uh interesting and when you brought up the the kind of the mind you know the way that your mind and how you're flowing with the conversation um, i just had like a interesting experience because that was very prevalent early on for me Mm -hmm and you get more comfortable over time. And so oh, yeah. I actually, you literally just r- brought it back to my attention. That I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't been doing that very much lately. And especially this conversation because it's flowing <laughs> so well. And yeah. you know, so what I would just add is you get more comfortable in, in feeling and guiding a conversation that your mind is not as active. It's still it's sub active, but it's not as like, you know, when you start a podcast, you will experience that where you're like, uh, <laughs> and it's like, you, you get know, like worn
0: out by the end of it.
1: <laughs> you do. You do. So, um, you know, that, that subsides a little bit, you yeah. know, so, um, but Hey, Marcus, um, you know, we don't have much time left and geez, uh, this went uh, very fast. Um, this has been really awesome. So tell us, uh, okay. Where can people find, uh, information about your company as well as the podcast? And let's just, uh, let them know where they can go search this stuff.
0: Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn and a lot of places as Marcus the Smith, M-A-R-C-U-S-T-H-E-S-M-I-T-H. That's kind of my handle. And the company is axon, A-X-O-N, collective.com. We're also on LinkedIn. We don't do much there. And the podcast is the Founders Forge podcast. You can find it on any podcast player that you listen to for the most part. And We also have a page on LinkedIn and Twitter and whatnot, and it's just founders underscore forge. And then we have a platform that we're building out for specifically for content sharing. And you can also find our our stuff there too.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, man, this has been so great. It's awesome to hear your story. Uh, this, uh, you know, it's this has actually been cool because it's a it's a slight uh, different angle that we've taken uh, for this episode, and um, really hearing about not only your journey but you know this angle of uh, building out a podcast. And your your tips were incredibly insightful. And I hope that everyone listening, hey, uh, heed. Marcus's advice and, and just get going. You're going to learn a lot. And it worst, worst thing is, you know, if you do this and you do this for a year and you know, whether it, you know, whether it spreads to, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of people, or just, you know, a few people are listening, you as a person, uh, start to understand yourself more and you learn a lot more about yourself. So it's definitely (laughs) worthwhile. It's worthwhile. All right. Um, well, Hey, Marcus, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to give you a real quick last word.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Um, Well, thanks for having us on. And I guess last word, you know, go check out our podcast and we're also interviewing founders as well. So if you want to be on that, you know, feel free to reach out there. And if you have any questions, especially around technology, that's where our expertise is or need connections in there. Also feel free to reach out. It's what we do.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And for everyone listening, uh, this is the Founders Live podcast, where we tell unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship uh, from all over the world. Uh, Today, we had a great guest from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. And uh, so cool to be listening to his journey. Um, So keep listening, everyone. We release new episodes every week. And Make sure that you check out, you know, founderslive.com. we got new, new stuff going on, uh, premium memberships and awesome offerings. You can check that out on Founders Live. And then always make sure that you're paying attention to the up and coming events that happen around the world that are highlighting startup founder talent uh, from every corner of the world. So uh, with that, everyone just uh, make sure that you stay healthy and stay safe.